Hi, Josephine. Hi, Miss Wendy. Um, hey, sevens of listeners. Yes, I'm going. I'm saying sevens now. Yes, I'm. I'm, I'm speaking it into power. Yes. Good morning. Good morning to twos. Um, <clears throat> here is here's the deal, friends. Uh, this is our time of the month presents the artists we're spotting. Yes. And this is our, I don't know when we're releasing this, so this is one of several artist spotlights that we are presenting to you. And so we're really, really proud to be sitting down in Los Angeles today, this morning. The City of Angels. The City of Angels. Um, with a very special guest for you. Tell us who you are. I'm Juliette Lopez. Hi, Julie. Hi. She says with a stupid, giddy smile. She's very excited to be She's here. She's like, oh my God, I'm important and shit. I'm so important. You're here in my Los Angeles bungalow. Let's call it bungalow. <laughs> Let's call it a bungalow. Yes. Let's say that I live in, the, in a bungalow in the hills when I live in a, uh, a rental in Boyle Heights. We are um, not judging you. Yeah. At all. Because this is also my like home away from home in LA. <laughs> if I have to drive through LA or to LA. Is uh, I'm staying here. Do you think that anything like in LA is just a bungalow? Because that's a very LA thing to say. It's very like, it's very like. What's that? What's the name of that awful hotel that people always stay at? Oh, Chateau. Yeah, it's Chateau Marmont. Yeah, it's very Chateau Marmont. Very, yeah, (laughs) very much so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We all have a bungalow, and it's like so great (laughs) to be like in LA. Ew, and I'm judging you. But that's like everybody in in London has their own castle. There's a castle and the flat. flat. And flat, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, Julie, why are we interviewing you? How do we know you? What what facet of the artistic industry do you work and live in? I uh, have a very niche um, area of the industry that I am uh, employed in, and I, as my... I guess I'll call it my day job, my Mm -hmm. my pay the bills job. I interview celebrities uh, at their film junkets for Condé Nast Entertainment for a couple of, yeah, a couple of uh, big time magazine brands. So you've met really dope people. Yeah, I've met really cool people. And for those of you that don't know, you've either got, if you're reading a magazine, usually it's either a Hearst magazine or a Condé Nast magazine. So Mm -hmm. we've got Vogue, Vanity Fair, Allure, GQ, Wired, like you've, oh, you've my heard pop of a culture few heart. You've heard of oh a few my god. <laughs> so I'm very lucky to be part of a, a pretty small team out here in LA and um, a less small but still small team in New York. And we get to go to uh, junkets and interview celebrities and talk about their films and talk about their hopes, their dreams, their fears, their lives. And it's magic. And I'm, I really like my job. And I use that to pay the bills because as an artist, uh-huh. I am a actor, writer, producer. Um, and I, I pursue that while holding down a full-time job that most Damn. people would be like, that's all I do. And I'm like, nope, that's what I do to pay the bills. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, everyone has a side hustle. Everyone has yeah. a side hustle, but it's like unique when all, of your, when all of your jobs and all of your sources of income are within the realm of, My, of your art and yeah. what you do artistically. I yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. And mainly because of it. Can we cuss on this? Yeah. Oh, f- okay. yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh, okay, good. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thank God. Then I don't have to censor all. Because mainly Girl. I was donkey shit as a server. Yeah. <laughs> like holding a tray full of food was was, yeah. I was bad at it. That's the one thing I'll admit it to being bad at. Because <laughs> I'm good at everything. All right, I'm going to pop gonna into that. Get into it, do <laughs> a it. A lot. <laughs> Yeah, if you're if you're just bad at holding a tray, maybe you shouldn't hold a tray. <laughs> Don't hold a tray. And I'll tell you a real quick story. When I was in college, I used to work at a Cracker Barrel. barrel in, Did you? Um, oh, yeah, for like two months when I was in Phoenix. And uh, I was on like the register and they were like, we're going to train you as a server. And I was like, cool, that's going to be great. And I had this big old tray of 10 drinks. And you know Cracker Barrel. They got like the mm-hmm. big cups. I yeah. know the store at Cracker Barrel. Oh, the store at Cracker Barrel. It's great when, when I need visit. an apron. <laughs> when I need a, a, a slipper. Yeah. A, oh, ch- yeah. a little tchotchke for a, a chicken on a coffee yeah, table. ceramic <laughs> rooster. I'm going to go to a Cracker Barrel and also maybe get a side of biscuits. Yeah. Yeah. Get you that. But don't go with a girl who's got a shaky hand and 10 drinks on a tray and then be that guy. So there's an old couple sitting in front of me and there's I, I'm like, I came around the dude and I was like trying to, to pass out the drinks. And you pass them out in a certain way so that you hold on to the balance of the tray. Exactly. And this guy was being very helpful. 
And he no. pulled off two drinks unbeknownst to me. And I spilled the rest of the like <gasps> sweet teas and, and ice waters on his very frail and very old wife. Oh, well, and you she, know, that's what he gets for trying to be ooh, helpful. This woman read me the riot act. And I was like in college at the time. So I was like, ooh, good. <laughs> like, my life is over. And at I was that like, point, I don't I have like, balls yet. I can't yeah. stand up to you. At that oh, point, no. I was like, I don't really, I don't want to do this anymore. So yeah. I did it. So I'm never yes. again going to serve tables. Again. Yeah, dramatized. Not that I ever really wanted yeah. to, but at the same time, I was like, I'm bad at it once. I don't want to do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's part of like the the theme of, of why we're doing this and talking to people about their artistic careers, though, is like one of the things that I always tell my students, too, is that like... I have always worked in theater. Mm-hmm. I've always worked in my industry. I've never once taken a job outside of my industry. I think other than like in college, maybe once. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, like I've always worked in theater. I've never once waited at a table. And so I think let's like crush that stereotype right there. Although no shame to those who do. But <clears throat> I always want to set the example that like there's so many careers in this field. Yeah. It is not just like be an actor or you're waiting tables. It is like all of the things that we can do in the entertainment industry. And mm-hmm. so like for you being like in so many pockets of the industry, yep. like that was like so exciting for us to to think about in terms of talking about this today. Yeah. Yeah, I will give a, a tiny counter to that because I had a different experience mm-hmm. because I have held a job outside of the industry. I came out to LA after undergrad and I was like, oh, guess what? Hate it. Because I was, you know, one of those like bright eyed actors out of undergrad that was like, I'm going to make it in the in, in LA. I'm going to sure. be one of the stars. And it took about a year and a half for me to be like, oh, I'm fucking miserable. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like it here. I don't like the pace. I don't like, like, I don't have any credits. I don't have any money. And I was working at a hotel actually, um, to pay the bills out here. And I failed, I failed at LA and I took off and I took off and I went into a completely different field. I was a river guide, mm-hmm. which is a very different job. Joe's looking at me like, what? Wait, like, like a, like, like the Mississippi river or like the Colorado river? Like the Colorado river. The uh. Mississippi river is... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like, like old man side. river, yeah. like, yeah, okay. no, yeah, like there's old man river. Who's like, this is my like cottonwood. And then there's like, <laughs> then there's like Kevin Bacon, Meryl Streep, like that's, down the river. Yeah, okay. That's what I do. Yeah. But sans the murder and sans uh, the murder and the sign language. Yeah. The sign language, the murder. And also they went down a like legit waterfall. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> okay. Is that a river runs through it? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> river runs through it is with, is a very, was it, a very wait, good movie that, with Brad Pitt. A river runs through it is the, isn't What was that? the Kevin Bacon one? River Wild. River Thank Wild. Thank you. Ask yes. me about any river movie, guys. A river runs through it. I am me and nature. No. So you, no. so you, you're guiding people down a river. Down a river. So I, yeah, it was a complete career shift. And the reason I got into that was because as a kid and even you know, to this day, my parents and my family are very adventurous, outdoorsy people. And we, we had gone as, uh, when I was a child, at, that was our like summer vacation. And I was like, listen, don't like LA. I'm going to call up this old river company that we used to go down the river as passengers. And also that I worked for, um, a summer during college and called them up and they were like, yeah, come, come play on the river. And I was like, cool, peace out LA. And I didn't really have intentions of coming back. I figured at that point, like I was done. I was finished with this career that, you know, had been my dream since I was tiny. Um, but what that really made me do was realize like, oh, I really do want to be in it. Like mm-hmm. I failed and it it crept back in. It took like about four years, but it crept back in. And I like there was one point, there was a moment where I was sitting right before a river season. And I was like, if I don't try, then if I ever have kids or if I'm looking at the you know faces of my nieces and nephews, I'm like, uh, you know, Auntie Julie had a had a dream. Well, what happened? Yeah, she was a chicken shit. <laughs> she didn't give it a a, a try. Mm-hmm. So luckily for me, I took off back home to New Mexico where the movies were happening in a big way because we had the incentive programs back then. And literally within six weeks, I was on Breaking Bad. And then like a couple months later, I was on Thor. And I was working in the industry as a, a PA and a production accountant and then just kept moving up and up and up. And so like it took a second for me to fail. So that's one thing that I would like tell artists. Oh, oh, I went down the list of questions that you sent me. So like, you really did. One thing, <laughs> I'm like, you are covering like, all our bases right now. One yeah. thing that I would definitely tell artists who are up and coming or like, you know, like struggling is that do not be afraid to fail. 
fail multiple times Mm -hmm. because this industry is going to crush your goddamn dreams (laughs) and take all your hopes and thoughts of success and grind them into a powder and make you snort it every morning. But as long as you're capable of coming back from that, you We're actually want to be in this business. Dorsing drug use. <laughs> Not drug use. Just of your dreams. Just, just your dreams. Just the just drugs of your dreams. dreams. Just dream proud. Snort dream your dreams, guys. Um, <laughs> so, yes. So you're covering a lot, which is exciting. No, no, no. But like you're also kind of giving us like your your entry, your origin story here, which is kind of like really what I'm interested in. So like you finding your way back into this and like in that work in New Mexico and now with where you are now, what does like, what does a day in your career look like? Like what? My current career, um, I... Let's I, start with the one that pays the bills. The one that pays yeah. the bills. Yeah. I wake up, I get ready. I grab my coffee and let, let's do, there's actually a video that we do called In a Day. And it's a celebrity really? breaking down like minute by minute. I wake up at 6 a.m. I wake up at 545, pretend that I'm going to go to my hot yoga class. Don't do it. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and I take my sweet time getting ready. And then I go to work. And for me, uh, a work day can be anywhere on the spectrum of like, hey, we're just going to do research today, like look at YouTube videos from other brands that are successful and like how are they capitalizing and like how can we like move forward with our brands in like a similar fashion to create viral content that's like either celebrity-based or not celebrity-based or I get to work and it's like a mad scramble because we are we were able to book um, – talent and we've got to shoot with them first thing tomorrow morning these are the three concepts that we're shooting you got to figure it out you got to get your budget ready your crew ready you've got to prep all of the uh, creative and it's a mad dash to get that going so what I do like about my job is like the um the adventure of it sometimes what I don't like about my job is the adventure of it because I'm like I don't have time to get all this shit done and I had dinner plans and now I've got to cancel Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) See, that's me. I was like, I had dinner plans and now I have to cancel. Yeah. So, so we're not gonna do this. You know, on the other on the on the other side of that, you know, here you are like working in high pa- uh, high fast pace environment, talent coming through, big deals, like, you know, make or break. Yeah. And now we're off. And now we're off to the Ace Hotel to do a junket <laughs> yeah. or something like that. I've actually never done a junket at the Ace Hotel. I think they do do them, but I've been lucky enough because I think they're parking we'll make is that shit. happen now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Ace, get in I on mean, this. Come on, Ace. Um, I mean, you listen to our time of the month, right? <laughs> um, but, okay, so from there. So from there, we, we're doing a junket. And we get in there and, like, you're producing, like, influential talent from YouTube all the way up to, like, Julia Roberts. So, mm-hmm. like, there's... You got to be on your game in terms of getting what you want out of this person, out of uh, of, of the celebrity. And luckily, all of the stuff that we create in my in my day job isn't none of it's like gotcha journalism. Like, oh, I'm gonna try and like crank a spoiler out of you, or I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. try and get you to yeah. cry about your tragic past. Like, I'm not gonna do yeah, that because none of that's fun. That's shitty. Like, no. yeah, none of yeah. that's fun. Spoilers are not fun. Yeah, and, yeah. and I mean, there's definitely a world where you know the, that's that's investigative journalism or or something like that, and I I don't fall into that world although sometimes we or like i'd like to edge into it i'd like to get into like more political content i like to get into stuff that's like a little bit more special in terms of like creating like an impact but the stuff that we do is like we're there to to have fun with celebrities so like there's nothing bad about my job except when the celebrities don't want to have fun and they're (laughs) tired and they're cranky and i'm like listen i get it but my life is this is this is my life. <laughs> look happy on screen. Yeah, so. you may, <laughs> you may hate uh, doing this. You may hate being here and having done press for like eight hours. But I had to write this. But I had to. Yeah. my prep for this was aggressive. I get that you you did a movie for a thousand hours and you've been like you're on you were on a red eye this morning. That's neither here nor there. So answer the questions and hold the damn puppies. Like <laughs> I need you to smile, look good. wake up, yeah, yeah. exactly, sit up straight. Sit Let's up do straight. this. Yes. You roll your eyes one more time, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. But I would never. No, never. <laughs> never. Talk to us about um, uh, you on set as an actor mm-hmm. and what that process is like. I think, and all the times that you've dyed your hair and had to like at a moment's notice say, oh shit, I booked a part. Now I have to dye it back. 
Oh, wait, are you talking about uh, like, yeah. a very specific Maybe instance. I was with you when that happened. Go ahead. <laughs> so uh, Wendy is, um, she's my my happy Thanksgiving travel partner. <laughs> so we took off to Paris last year, like bougie princesses, man. We did. We talked, bomb. we discussed all of the art that I saw there. Yeah. That quest. was an amazing trip. Yeah. It was <laughs> it was magic. Yeah. It was so, so magical. And it was like the first time that we've like adult traveled. Because For we went, real. We went to London two years prior. We went to <laughs> yeah. London. We say this like we have money. We don't. We don't. We, we do not. Yes. Um, hey, the, and that's the thing is that. But you like, know, make shit happen when you exactly. want to see art. Make, yeah. Make it happen. Absolutely. What you posted? When do you posted something where it's like you know you don't want to eat a salad, but you could save that ten dollars a day and like you know yeah. get that towards yeah yeah. If yeah. you're spending yeah. ten bucks a day on lunch, mm-hmm. seven days a week, five like five days a week. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, do the math. Yeah. That's your travel money. There Everyone you can afford to travel. You just Sock don't like, away. just don't like preparing your own lunches. So yeah. suck it we, up. Anyway, we, we use a service, and we're not going to say it until y- you give me permission, so that they can they can pay you for like sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but there's apps out there that will help you. Save. So many. There's so <laughs> many cheap help. ways to apps travel. That's a whole different podcast. But yeah, we'll talk about travel. But get um, back into like yes. your journey as like an actor and when and where all of that news comes to you. Yes, so. I forget what we were talking about Thanksgiving, but your I'm hair. Oh, my hair. Your oh, hair. Yeah. Hair. Okay. So so very specifically, very recently, um, and I'll tell you what the shows that I'm on. I, I don't know if I signed an NDA for it. No, it doesn't matter. My character doesn't have like a crazy arc. All right, go um, ahead. So who cares? I get a call. Um, so, yeah, they had let us know so that way we can like uh, <laughs> edit that. Um, so uh, marking the off, time. Okay. We take off to Thanksgiving, and right before Thanksgiving, I've always wanted to have like silver, steely gray hair. The second that it became popular, I was like, oh, I can rock that. Yeah, I got these bold eyebrows. Right. This shit's gonna look on point. Yeah, and so um, I oh, took that, off. I'm imagining it. It would look really great. On oh, it looks did. bomb. Like I've had several. Like Halloween wigs that have looked very similar, and I'm like, there's one right over there, and I'm like, oh, I could, I can make this work. Yeah. And so I went to um, Umberto in Beverly Hills, and I got Batiste to do my hair. There's a little shout out, and he turned it this like gorgeous steely gray color. It was beautiful, and I was like, oh, look at me, I'm chic as fuck. And so and I'm go, in Paris, and I'm chic in Paris, as <laughs> and I'm wearing this like long black coat, and my like, you know, we're walking around just looking like fabulous because literally everybody in Paris is a fashion model. Everyone, everyone. Mm-hmm. We were um, too. Let's be real though, yeah, because yeah. Oh, we, uh, Paris makes you pretty. Paris makes you real. You pretty. You could be rags living inside of a trash bag, and you go to Paris, <laughs> and all of a sudden you're like haute couture. Yeah. <laughs> oh hello. It's a I'm high. like oh my hair curls a different way in yeah. Paris yeah. because <laughs> Paris wants that for you. Yeah, you could That's be what straight happens. up. Up, not even living at the poverty line no, or below the poverty line. You are fucking just rags. And but you are walking around with like a perfect catwalk strut. Like <laughs> exactly. it looks real good. I was like, check me in my old navy chic. Katie Tunstall, <laughs> suddenly I see from like Devil Wears Prada in exactly. the background. Not even like, a lie. Like that we were that hot shit. Yeah, every we were reflective hot surface, I was like, fucking yes, shit. Yes. Yeah. Serving face. Give yeah. me this. <laughs> All of the pictures from that trip, I'm like, why were we so cute we were in so Paris? Looking at Oh my God. Okay. Anyway, continue. So, uh, two days before the last day of our trip, two days, uh, I get an email that's like, Hey, they want to book you for, um, for, Oh my God. What was the show that I was on for the affair? Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Cause I, you know, I had auditioned for it like three weeks prior. And at that point you're like, oh, well, they're not going to book me. So I'm going to go ahead and dye my hair a completely different color because my hair is pretty dark brown. For those of you that want to see it, I'll give you my handles later. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> And Link so, that IMDb yeah, Pro right. page. Just go check out my IMDb, guys. Up that uh, up that popularity content. Yes, do it. Um, so, so I get the call, and I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" Like so excited, and then immediately I was like, "Wendy, my hair is gray. My hair is a steely silver color." And I was like, "Motherfucker, I gotta t- I gotta dye my hair back to brown." Cut to Julie like making hair appointments for like five minutes after we landed back in the states. Yeah, I was just like, "I've got an emergency, and I need to do this." And the guy that had done my hair, um, Batiste, he was like, "Man, I'm not available, but I got like three different people that I can throw you at." And so I called them, and I was like, "All right, cool. We're scheduled for a Sunday afternoon." when I'm shooting like yeah. Monday morning at 7 a.m. 
perfect. It's going to be great. Produce the shit out of that day. Yeah. And then turn my hair back to brown. And it has, I haven't gone back to silver because it's, it's a process. Yeah. That's yeah. a long um, process. So that was one time. There was another time way back in the day, I was on a movie called Tenure where like any, everybody who is famous now was in that movie. And I played a, um, I played Oscar Isaac's ex You're talking about the number 10 in year? Yes. Oh, you're ta- so I know ex- oh, yeah. I know exactly the movie you're talking about. <laughs> we got Chris Pratt, we got Channing Tatum, we got Oscar Isaacs, we got Kate Mara, we've got You got Max Minghella, you got Minghella. Like, like you had like I was a Justin Long. Like, yeah, everyone was in that movie. It was like the big chill. Like it was the big chill. Well, no, like, but that's massive. the thing is that it was a lot yeah. it, it was at the t- it came out at that specific time of like indie-ish movies where like it was all like big chill. There was like about Alex, where they all go together, yeah. like it was, yeah, yeah, so yeah, it was that movie, and it, but it was right before all of these people popped. Like Chris yeah. Pratt wasn't Chris Pratt yet. Um, he's still uh, a little Max puffy. Miguela, yeah. yeah, he was still a little puffy, but he was hilarious. Max Miguel was in it, and I played uh, um, uh, Oscar Isaac's uh, a high school girlfriend, and they were like, "Hey, would she do it blonde?" And like I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, I mean, I guess so. I mean, let's see what happens because my hair is dark brown. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So went through like like a salon day. Like I didn't make money off of my like one day that I was on it because I spent all that money trying to get my hair to blonde. Sure as shit, the 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 character gets cut completely, but I have pictures of me as a very, very blonde chick. I need to see those pictures. Oh my god, it was a mess. But I got to play this like drunken blonde chick who was like in a photo booth with all of her, like it's a 10 year reunion with all of her like friends from high school. And I was like, this is so much fun. I know how to play this person. Um, (laughs) I've done this. So I've all done that. Yeah. My hair has gone through some iterations, but like in terms of being an actor, man, you don't, you can't be precious with your look. You can't be precious with, you know, when I see those, uh, the project runway girls, who were like, I'm not, I I don't want to ruin my hair. And I'm like, bitch, that will grow back. Everybody knows. Hair grows back. Hair grows back. But this opportunity, you know. not. (laughs) This opportunity is going bye-bye. Yeah, and you'll be remembered as one of those chicks that didn't want to ruin her hair, and that's all. Are you thinking of Top Model? Oh my God, yes. What Project One was, my bad. Top Model with the makeover episode, with the tie-over episode. Yes, that is what I'm talking about. But if your hair is tied over, if if that's tied to branding, if that's tied to, what does Tyra say, your personal brand, Mm -hmm. like if it's tied to that, then maybe, but like at the same time, you also don't want to be you don't want to be that person who's difficult. Right to which I would reply, you know, the top model girls who were like tied to their own personal branding, nobody knew them mm-hmm. prior to the top model. So like your personal branding maybe needs to change. And like that, that those were always my reactions. I was like, yeah. your hair will grow back. Oh my God, this is yeah. top model. But like, yeah. it also added lots of drama that I was, I was here for. Also, I'm, I'm not too shamed. Working admit. in the industry is much more than just hair friends. So. Oh, yes. oh yeah. Let's, sorry. Let's continue. <laughs> yeah. Especially since I'm not a like professional yes. hairstylist. So I have yes. no idea what As Lady Gaga I mean, has told us. being a piece of it though. It is hair, body, and face. We're talking yeah. about brand and we're talking about like, us being like vehicles for storytelling mm-hmm. like that is a piece of it um there so, are people who can hold on to their look for their personal brand nowadays m- much more than people used to be able to and those are influencers yeah so you've got people on youtube who are like i have a following of like six million and i'm gonna keep my hair color and mm-hmm. my haircut the same because that's a my yeah and that's why you're hiring me you're hiring me to bring in that audience base where yeah tyler oakley at tyler glasses oakley. like you yeah. know he'll never get contacts yeah <laughs> or you'll never at least see him filmed with contacts right. at least. Yeah, LASIK will not be a part of his life unless he's just got frames afterwards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um what was like your first memory of art of very specifically the art that I chase um acting. I remember um do you guys did you guys ever see Errol Flynn and Olivia de Havilland in uh, Robin Hood? Yeah. The Adventures of Robin Hood? No. The oh, early, early. What? No. Get it together and my, get involved. My Robin Hood. Study the classics. My Robin yeah. Hood is a Robin Hood Disney movie. Yeah, well, and, that's. And Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, Robin Hood, Disney movie. My favorite Listen, Disney Prince of movie. Thieves was not a bad thing. Mm-mm-mm. No, it was That was not. Kevin Costner at his peak. In, yeah. a, cod, in a cod piece. That no was less. Brian cod Adams piece. at yes. his soundtrack no. peak. No and, love. <laughs> Everything I do, I do it for you. I die for you. Do not slap. 
sleep on Brian Adams. That is a Canadian that I would move to mm. Canada for. And the love He's and Canadian. Passion, oh, the love is, and passion comes mm. through. And then you see like yeah. Kevin Kay and if you can Mary listen Elizabeth to that, if, listen, Antonio. Mm-hmm. if you can listen to that song and not feel something, you're dead inside. I don't trust you're you. You're a monster. For shit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I just love because like, we had the if I ever, have uh, ever. We had ever. the VHS, and so like right before the movie, <laughs> the the music video for everything I do, do it for you, and he and it's like some like some possibly like possibly some Hayek, but possibly some Latinx woman is like running through the forest. Yes. <laughs> yes. Light. Yep. Magic. Guys, can we just Representation. Like, have an afternoon with hot cocoa where we watch that movie again? And, yeah. Um, yes. Or we go through all the iterations of, of, uh, of the, <laughs> the remixes that people did to that song. Like warm and fuzzy inside right now. Before this is to, to, to put a button on this. So that way we can, so that we can move on. I talk about move on Cause I want to hear oh, yeah. about your Robin Hood memories. Yeah. yeah. I, I know that I know I found my people because sometimes I will like quote random things from Robin Hood Prince of Thieves and my favorite line to quote is that every time I go to like a baby shower I yeah. will like go up to the mother and I'll be like she'll bear us a son <laughs> she'll bear us a son you must take her now you must take her now not take her oh my and like <laughs> Professor Snape at his best Again, Alan Rickman. God damn right. Oh, so I like yeah. I like touch people like shove yeah. at us aside, and they'd be like, "What the fuck <laughs> what are you what, doing? Why are you doing that?" Like, get the creepy guy out of my shower right yeah. now. Got it. Invited you. Get out of here. <laughs> Take the creepy gay and get yeah, gone and right get now. Gone. So Errol Flynn. So Errol Flynn. Errol Flynn and Olivia de Havilland. And I was like, I was tiny. I you know Errol Flynn was basically one of my first boyfriends, and him Han Solo, Indiana Jones, which was very confusing for me because I was like, same guy, but what's happening? Tiny Julie was. Like I want to do that, I want to do that, and it was like, oh, do you want to be a princess? Do you want to? No, I want to do that. I want to be like somebody that can do, can be a princess, can be. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't Olivia De Havilland that I wanted to be. It was Errol Flynn. Yes. I was like, I want to do that. I yeah. want to be mm-hmm. that guy. And then I saw him again in, um, in what is it, the Seahawk? Seahawk? No, that was somebody else. He was Captain Blood. And I wanted to, I wanted to do all those things. I wanted to be a pirate. I wanted to be a swashbuckler. I wanted to be Robin Hood. I, like so, so cool. watching those movies was like, oh, if I want to do all those things, I, I need to, to be, be a river guy. I need to be a river guy. <laughs> if I want to be an adventurous person, but like I wanted to be yeah. an actor from a very young age, and. There was a part of me growing up that knew that that wasn't a lucrative endeavor or it wasn't like a, a pragmatic endeavor. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, you, my, my parents are very hardworking people. And so there was always like, you know, study hard, get a good job. Like, that's what you need to do. And so in the back of my mind, I was like, well, study hard, get a good job. But also I'm going to get a good job in something that I want to do. Uh-huh. And um, and so that was the first time that I knew that I was an artist was Oh, no, I'll tell you the first time I knew I was an artist. I knew I was an actor. First time I knew I was an actor was uh, in elementary school. I didn't want to go to school one day. I was like, nope, not feeling it. Tiny mm-hmm. Julie was like not having it. And I was like, well, I guess I'll fake sick. And I did it so well that my dad believed me. And my dad is, is he's not a pushover. And neither mm-hmm. is my mother. Mm-hmm. But the fact that my dad was like, yeah. so concerned, I was like, I must be doing this really well. And there's a part of me that was like, oh, I'm. Oh, I'm really good at this. I can do that. I could do that. I could I could fake sick a lot of the time. <laughs> I didn't I didn't abuse my power, which was yes. substantial. I mean, also another skill you harnessed that power, young one. <laughs> and I wielded it Use wisely. Use it judiciously. <laughs> yes. yes. Somewhere force ghosts of like Use you know, your powers for good. Meisner and Udahagen yeah. are like, yes. like this yeah, one this, this one. one has the force. <laughs> this child. And show better us son. <laughs> yes, uh, but ultimately, there's somewhere in the universe where my father's listening to this and be like, "I knew that bitch was fake. No, she was not that good." It's like I don't want to take her to school what? anyway. Yeah, I, I wanted to play at home all day too. It was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those were those were like formative moments that I can remember, and I can't remember what I wore yesterday. So the fact that that's like deeply ingrained, mm-hmm. I knew that I wanted to pre- play pretend. I I wanted to do that for the rest of my life, and I also wanted to, I I. For for as long as I can remember, I've been able to come up with like stories, and that's where the script writing came into play. Yeah, so talk a little bit about that. Um, I am a uh, unpublished screenwriter mm-hmm. with fourteen scripts mm-hmm. that are in various states of undoneness uh, that cross all the genres. So um, you know, give me give me a year, and I'm going to be so prolific. But um, 
but in terms of storytelling, I think that there's something to be said for like artists are capable of storytelling in all mediums. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Not like I'm not capable of storytelling in all mediums, but artists in general are. And so, you know, you, you can still tell your story through paint. You can tell your story through sculpture. You can tell your story through acting. You can tell your story through words or song. And so um, I, I do think that we've got a lot of crossover because the creativity like kind of flows through us in, in unexpected ways uh-huh. and not in linear ways. So when it came to like creating movies, um, there was like the golden age of shit movies that I grew up in. And I remember not to, not to throw shade, but like, I'm about to throw some shade. Everybody was like, Oh my God, home improvements, the best show ever. And as a child, I was like, this is dog shit. And it's not to be fair. Tim Allen, good guy. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. not, you know, much more successful than I am, but uh-huh. yeah, like, but as a child, I was like, <laughs> even as a child, I recognized that like the storylines that were given to like his wife were not that great. Yeah. Yeah. And so that has colored my world in terms of writing or in terms of what I've worked on because I want to be in a world where the storylines that are given to women are just as good as the storylines given to men. Mm-hmm. So that's like a lot of my writing, which none of you have ever read or heard, but you will one day. I've heard of yes. it. Mm-hmm. I've had extensive had, plot lines explained to me in yes. like aisles of grocery stores. <laughs> yes, she's yeah. had the pitches. I've heard all it's like, the here's pitches. My elevator tra- yeah. Here's my elevator pitch. Here's Legit. my treatment. Yeah. Like, here's my elevator pitch. Legit. The building that we were in had never-ending floors. So we're yeah. just going to yeah. talk about this for the next three yeah. hours. Legit. Yeah. Um, but I, I really appreciate that, though, because I love that um, – like the idea that like we are not just one thing – and that our stories will come out of us in several different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Write I, them. I agree. But also, like you touch on giving opportunities to women and also like people of color and LGBT, LGBTQIA plus community. Our like, acronym is so I know, long It's so days. long. <laughs> um, talk a little bit about that, about like equity in the industry and, and um, the work you're doing there. I think that we're, we're coming to this like like very we're in this weird space and time where everything that exists um is under attack so that's like i mean i don't know when you guys are going to publish this but i'm assuming that we'll still be in a a war on women yeah we're still there yeah don't worry about it yeah (laughs) War on women, yeah. war on gays, yeah. war on color, war on We're everything. We're five minutes to midnight on The Handmaid's Tale. Yes. yes. Oh, my yeah, God. Totally. We're two minutes to midnight. Let's but be But you're Emmy clear. nominated for your work in, yes, in I, equity and inclusion. So I talk had, about that. Oh yeah. Joe is floored. He's like, <laughs> I, what? I've been nominated for an Emmy, me and this amazing team of um, of of queer uh queer women, queer women. Yeah, we were all queer women. Um, and it's this web series that I was very lucky enough to be pulled onto called Her Story. And Her Story is um, a narrative about trans and queer women living in LA um, and navigating love, essentially. Mm-hmm. And like the the different facets that it takes. And I met some of my very best friends by being pulled onto this, uh, this show. And you can find it on YouTube. Please do. Um, because it's it's, link in the show notes. Yeah, link in the show notes. Her story, um, and I met uh, the creator writers uh, Jen Richards and Laura Zach, and they, like, like I've, I've never seen or I've ne- I have yet to be on a crew that has been so inclusive and so loving and so down for what it was that we were creating. And um, Catherine Fisher, these three women are like my, some my very best friends, and they are absolutely phenomenal in what they created because we had it on a shoestring budget. It was self, um, self-financed and, um, I got brought on as a, oh, sorry, I'll put this closer to my mouth. Um, and I got brought on as a co-producer. Originally I was like the AD, like a second AD and, um, and, uh, just like an associate producer helping out with everything that was happening there. And it was one of the first things, and it's so, so crazy to think that it was one of the first things cause it hasn't been very long since we created it. In fact, I think it was 2016. And so it's one of the first portrayals of trans women in a narrative situation where we weren't talking about transitioning, where we weren't, they weren't the butt of a joke. And it's a beautiful, beautiful piece of art. And it really opened my eyes to the fact that you might live on some, on, on some level of the acronym, but you don't actually know the shared and lived in experiences of your, your brothers and sisters um, or, or your people next to you. <clears throat> Excuse me. So 
you know, I, I might be, um, previously I've, I've identified as bi and I identify as pan. Um, I might be pan, but I don't know the lived in experience of my trans brothers and sisters. Um, and now I have like a better handle of it, of the discrimination that exists within the LGBTQ community with, you know, against each other. And I'm going to snap that yeah, because there's so much. So we'll, yeah, but continue. But yeah, yeah. So, and I think that in terms of art right now, because everything is under attack there, we have like this shared experience of being vilified by a government that we're, that's supposed to be working for us. And so in terms of art, there's so much art that's like coming to the forefront. It's rising to the top because it's like, no, 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 you will like, I've fought so long and hard to eke out this existence and you cannot take it away from me without me being visible. People need to know that I exist. My friends exist. We all exist and that we are viable people in this, in this Mm -hmm. society. And we are contributing in ways, I mean, have you seen Pose? Fuck. Oh my God. Like, oh, we we have seen Pose. <laughs> oh, we have dissected mm-hmm. and lived inside of Pose. Art time of the month, a big mm-hmm. Pose We stand fans. a Pose. Mm-hmm. We stand for Pose. We do. It is on our calendar. It will be discussed in full in June. Delightful. That, that, that day, oh. Oh, so uh, So, so question for you, right? So we... I, I have two questions, but this is the one that's most concerned with what you're talking about right now. So you're, you're, it seems that like your art is like really focused on trying to give voice to those who are experiencing erasure, right? Yes. So like we're, we're in a, we're, like you said, we're in a system, we're in a position right now where there are so many different voices that are experiencing like various, varying, various and varying levels of erasure that like we are trying to amplify that. So like as someone who is a part of the community, but not necessarily like, not necessarily tr- like not trans, you know, how, how do you, what is your advice for, or like your perspective on people who are trying to amplify those voices, but like are finding it difficult to find because they're not a part of the group because you know, the whole thing in the whole thing is like, we need to be able to tell our stories and like, there's so many different things that go into that. Cause so many things it's like access. It's mm-hmm. like a classist thing. Like you, some, there are it's a poverty, thing, it's a poverty thing. Like yeah. there's just so much, there's so much there. There's so much richness. So like, how do you as like, as like a, what I'm presuming like a cis pan woman, like how do you, how do you amplify those voices and, and not tokenize like trans people and you know, you know, you know, like, can you speak a little bit of that in the process? In, in, in my opinion, it's actually a very easy process and that's seek collaborations with the, um, with the world that you're trying to portray. Because if you, so for so long we've had, um, what is it like the cis hat men telling our Mm -hmm, stories mm -hmm. without ever white cis hat men, white cis hat men telling our stories without ever touching base with us to be like, is this your story? Which is where you come up with all these tropes because they're, they're portraying all of us in through their lens. And so you've got, you know, the, the Latinx uh, character who's hypersexualized. You've got the trans character who's also hypersexualized. I'm, I think I'm noticing a theme here, but you like, the the way to not tokenize is to bring that um, that world into the writer's room into your story so that you are you are you know if you if you go to somebody and you're like I want to tell a story that you have lived you have not only direct access to somebody who has lived that experience so they can speak to it on a much more honest and genuine level but you can also you you also have somebody who's like you shouldn't do you know, this storyline because of this, of X, Y, and Z that you would never have taken into consideration. And so it's all about, you know, we're not asking to take the seats of, uh, white cishet men. We are asking for more seats. Like if you've got a writer's room and it, then you look and it's like, it's all, you know, milk colored dudes who, who sleep with ladies. You have a problem because those are the stories and they're going to be telling those stories through their lens. And so that's, that's happening my thing. in our government right now. That's too. Where, yeah. We're in the there Trump administration yeah. of milk. Like, uh, uh, I mean, Aquafina, right? So Aquafina show, like she has an entire writer room. That's all like Asian identified like folks. Exactly. And like, and the thing is you can do it on a, on a small scale. I've got, you know, my crews, when I go out to interview celebrities are five deep, we've got five people that, that work on these crews and I've made it, you know, 
pretty abundantly clear. Like I want those crews to be made up of people of color, women and LGBTQ members. And don't get me wrong. I've got fantastic friends who are white cishet men that do amazing work, Mm -hmm. but also to be fair, they're not hurting for, for jobs. They're not hurting for the opportunities they exist for them and they have always existed and they're natural. What I'm trying to do is elevate my people and, and then I think when it comes to telling stories and making sure that you're not falling into tokenism, you bring those people in with you and you ask them for their opinions, their input, their, um, their writing, their, you know, and then not, not just that, you give them credit. You make sure that people know yeah, that they absolutely. assisted in your, in your art. Mm-hmm. That way, as they move forward, they can, be, they can point to this and be like, I, was the, I helped create this, is my soapbox awesome. opinion. I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, who are your artistic heroes? Oh man, I met a couple of them just recently. Can you it talk about so that? Cool. Yeah. So um, I got to meet like my artistic heroes are usually like the old broads. Yeah. Like the ones that have been doing it for a hot minute. So I got to very early on when I was working for Condé Nast, I got to interview Sissy Spacek, and we got to sit there for like an hour and a half just talking about her iconic characters, and oh, it God. was fucking magic coal miner's daughter like changed my life oh my god I, carrie like, like yeah carrie like, in and in of more itself, than carrie coal miner's, coal miner's daughter, like, daughter like changed something in she me she took on the persona of somebody who was so beloved yeah. and she talked about it and she was just like i had loretta and loretta's hand chose me and it was this like oh, oh, i have god. chills right now it, oh. was, it was so cool and and there's like if you watch the video there's this moment you, like you don't hear me squeal but i definitely did on the inside <laughs> at the very end of this video it's iconic characters for GQ. Um, Sissy Space, like I asked her, like, you know, what what's the overarching takeaway from your career that that you love? Like, what do you love the most about the career that you've had? And she's like, the people that I've I've impacted. And then she looks me dead in the eye and she's like, it's this. And she does the like, uh, you can't see because this is audio, but like the finger thing where she's like, eyes, 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 eyes. And she's like, it's this connection. And I was like, <laughs> goosebumps. And I was like, I think that's where we'll end it. Like, it was magic because I'm talking to this woman who. And that's the one thing that I really have noticed with all the with the old guard is that they are classy in a way that that we should all aspire to be. Where they're like, I've had this life, I worked my ass off. Mm-hmm. Two of my other icons that I got to meet were Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda. And the two Hanoi of them, Jane. Oh my God. The two Hell of them yeah. are so like so delightful and so like in the moment and present in what it is that they're doing, what it is that they fought for. And Jane Fonda is still like mm. social justice warrior. Like she is out there living that good fight. Lily Tomlin is right there. And, but they, they had to work their ass off in a very male dominated world to come out on the other side of it so that they could give us all advice. And you don't really see it in the interview that I did. Cause it's just an autocomplete interview where they're like, you know, answering Google questions, but we got to chat for like a little bit and it was just like being around them was so fucking cool. You guys don't understand. Yeah. It was it's like majestic. So cool. It really was. Yeah. And, and to know that they've been through so much and they have every right to be cranky, every right to be tired, every right to walk in and just be like, Ugh, what the fuck are we doing? And that they don't. Yeah. And they're like excited and they're excited that you're excited and they're laughing with you. Mm-hmm. It, it was just like, that those icons that I've had the the extreme luck to meet mm-hmm. has made like every struggle that I've been through worth it because you're like I know that somebody is rooting for me that mm-hmm. has made it and it might not be a personal thing and I think that's the thing that like any aspiring artist should be like while I haven't met that person they're fucking rooting for me they're mm. rooting for me to succeed I love that so much and I also love that like you know when you speak of the old guard like we're talking about people who have like survived every battle right but like still just come to work every day because they genuinely love and appreciate the stories they're telling and the work that they're putting forth and putting out there and yeah. like every day still learning mm-hmm. as lifelong learners. I uh, yeah. I love that so yeah. much. It's I like you wouldn't both. do it if you didn't like it. Exactly. I know. And so I think the people who like really like walk the walk and live the life every single day are Yeah. It's yeah, it's magic. Best. And with, with Sissy SpaceX, she gave me one of the best compliments. We were we were saying goodbye. We were like, thank you so much. And she gave me like this big old hug and she was such like a such a sweet 
such a sweet woman in like, I don't want to say a grandma kind of way, but she did. Uh She had that like energy. And I was like, you're such an inspiration. She was like, oh, honey, are you an actress? And I was like, yeah, this is, this is my, my pay the bills job. And she was like, keep at it. You're fabulous. And I was like, oh, oh, God. oh my God. Oh, Carrie oh, just told me to keep at it. I'm fabulous. I was like, fucking. Oh, oh my shit. God. Like, Sorry. I, I, I only say that, only say Carrie because, you know, Sissy Spacek, uh, famously, I have not seen a lot of movies. So, like, I've definitely seen Carrie, not seen Coal Miner's Daughter. Uh-huh. Even you though should. I know that's like peak Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, so, my God. Oh, like, God. Yeah. But, but yeah. So, like, it, yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Sissy yeah. Spacek. Also, fun note. Sissy Spacek does the audible version of To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, and she... Which is the most beautiful... Like, when you think of that iconic story and who would tell that book, like, of course it's Sissy Spacek. Of course it's her, and she's got this richness. Yeah. Yeah. And just... For a book that is that dated Mm -hmm. and that difficult, but still exists in the canon of American literature, like... Sissy Spacek really like embodies that. Yeah. And it was uh, perfect. It was, and you don't realize when, when you when you think Sissy Spacek, you're like, oh, Carrie, but she's been in so, so many much. things. Yeah. And killed every single thing she's ever been yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. In the bedroom, right? Oh, I God, mean. in the bedroom. Oh, yeah. With Tom Wilkinson? Yeah. yeah. Woof. Yeah. And Ooh. she had to like get rid of her Texas accent for that. Mm-hmm. I know because I talked to her about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, this, is like, this is my like Make shoulder brush off moment over here. Yeah, I talked to celebrities, whatever. You know what else? What other <laughs> movie she was in? The one where, like, the old dude is on the motors, the lawnmower across country. Oh, um, you know, uh, yeah, it's with uh, Homeboy who played Boo Radley way back in the day, which is also yes. like fun. Oh, fact. um, John Voight. No, no, um, no not John Voight. Was it John Voight? No, Robert Duvall. Robert yes. Duvall. There we go. Yeah. I get them. T- I get them mixed up. <laughs> John it's Voight. John Voight, Robert Duvall, and then Brie Larson <laughs> and Allison Brie. I get them all mixed yeah. up. I mean, that's fair because they have fair. a very similar exactly. name. Fair, very, fair. Very, it's, very it's different like Brie Larson, Allison Brie, and uh, uh, Brie Larson, Allison Brie, and uh, Allison Pill. Yeah, all three of them kind of. I, can I can I say a couple things about Alison Brie? Sure. Here's my thing about Alison Brie. There's like this whole world right now of like trolls that are like out to get her because of like because because she Alison Brie doesn't need doesn't need you. She doesn't need your um your I'm sorry Brie Larson. Who the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> I know. I'm yeah. like. Jesus, see, you just I just mixed it up. I did yeah. exactly what you said. It's no. Brie, like, Captain Brie Larson, Marvel. Captain Marvel. Brie yes. Larson, Captain Marvel. And I, I love the world. The fucking MCU. I'm in the MCU. Um, but she, like, there's this troll army that's out to get her. And it makes me so angry because most of their complaint is that she, um, like, she made a couple comments of, like, we need fewer white men in positions of power and we need more people of color and women and LGBTQ people in positions of power. Like she basically, like, I I know I'm paraphrasing, but she said that. And then all of a sudden this troll army came out of nowhere and they were like, fuck this chick for voicing her opinion. And I'm like, you know what? Brie Larson doesn't need you guys. No, she not is, at all. She no. doesn't owe you a smile. She doesn't owe you, you know, like a, a, a good attitude. She's good at what she does. She mm-hmm. does her job fucking well. She does her, her research and her work. Like, can you just jump back off of her for like Comment a quick? Like, yeah. I'm like we've talked it. about this so much too. Like all of the largely white people uh, who who will clap back and be like, "How dare you say that you Jordan Peele won't cast white people as leads in your movies?" And it's like, well, you're the same people who said if you want your stories told, go ahead and tell them yourselves. And guess what he did? Yeah, he told yeah. his story. Yeah, he, he sure story. did. And now you're mad. Yeah, you know. So it's, they're also it's, the same people who are like, "Well, if you want Moses made." If you want this blockbuster biblical thing yeah. made, then you're going to have to have white dudes portraying Egyptian characters. And I'm like, yeah, no, no, we're not. I'm not no, here for that anymore. Not, you have no. to have Charlton Heston as like, you know, a Hebrew in, in ancient times. Yeah. yeah. And, no. it, and it goes into the whole like, like very specifically something that happened recently when um, uh, who was cast? It was it was uh, Scarlett Johansson was cast as a, a, a historic trans character. And mm-hmm. the complaint wasn't that like Scarlett Johansson couldn't nail the character. She's a very talented actress, like incredibly so, incredibly it's in talented. The casting. Yeah, and it, but it's not the complaint wasn't that she couldn't handle that character. The complaint was is that no trans people were ever offered that role. And if and if trans people are not offered trans roles, then 
and those are off, like they're, they're like, oh, it's acting. Well, if that's the case, then a trans person should very easily be offered a role that is as just, a cis woman. As a cis woman, yeah. Like why, you know, if you're if you're gonna cross, you know, cross pollinate, which is a terrible yeah. phrase, but I'm yeah. gonna use it. If you're gonna cross pollinate, cross pollinate fairly, and that's that's the thing. Like if you are going to claim that you can only get a blockbuster movie made if you put. Um, a white character in the yeah. role of yeah. a mm-hmm. historically uh, a person of color, then you you got to go both ways. And I know I'm I'm bungling this up by saying it like indelicately, but like that's that's what I'm. No, yeah. The, yeah. It, it totally makes sense because it's like you. I hear that. I hear that a lot too. It's like, well, isn't it discrimination if we're only looking for trans? Well, like you're trying to tell a trans story. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to tell. Like you're if you're trying to tell this particular story and you're, it's going to sit with that community. Like these are actual people who like live their lives, on, like who are living this experience. Right. Someone is living this experience. So why not tell it authentically? Why not look as much as possible for seek uh, seek out those actors, those actresses, those you know non non-binary non-binary performer um you know you 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 want to find people who uh who are authentic to that yeah. like and wouldn't that be i mean and and also like as a like an artist wouldn't you want like some level of authenticity right yeah something like that and the, and the thing is like i i completely coming from a business side of it i get it you want to make money that's yeah. the whole purpose of this industry this industry actually is is I, I would argue it's not a 50-50 split of art and money. It's it's a lot. It's a business. This is the Hollywood industry. It's not the Hollywood yeah. art house. And so you're gonna you want to make money, and I completely understand that. But to think outside the box is is what we're known for. We're Hollywood. We can make, you know, downtown Los Angeles look like Mars. Like, why wouldn't we want to think outside the box in terms of casting yeah. or in terms of storytelling? Like at least if you're gonna if you're gonna cast somebody in a very specific role, bring that world into the writer's room bring that world into the crew yeah make sure that that story is authentic we have made such strides oh, but there's God. still so much there's more so work much to more. do Sorry, there's guys. so much more work to do and we could we could go on and on and on and on and on about this um and i would i know <laughs> i know we would um for the sake of time though mm-hmm. i also want to say just like a quick sidebar hard left into this little moment here mm-hmm. i was gonna ask you about hobbies and such and then I realized both Joe and Julie are basically like the same person. And <laughs> I didn't realize that until I got them both in the same room. And I was like, and we nerded oh, the what fuck did I do? Oh, you mean when we were up in the up until like three in the morning just talking, talking about nerd shit? Yeah, exactly. Yes. So every time we talk about Joe's nerd corner, I forget that, oh, I have a female Julie <laughs> who also belongs in Joe's nerd corner. And every time we go into nerd corner, my eyes glaze over. And oh I'm my like, God. I don't she watch legit these things. pulled out her phone and was like, I'm just going to get on these apps. And Joe and I went in. We had like we a 30 minute so conversation hard. on the penultimate episode of Game of Thrones. Of which, as which I could abs- America I, I would happily doing. recap for you, but it'll get me like very... We're not doing that it'll right get now. Me very <laughs> vinegar also, we in my don't belly. want this to be like a seven hour episode. So I don't feel like... Though. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to hear the it'll dulcet be on our don't Twitch we voice for seven Come hours? Come on, guys. <laughs> um, so real quick, knowing that, um, your hobbies, your free time... Though you don't have much free time, mm-hmm. tell us about what your life is like in outside of in the quiet outs- moments. In the quiet moments, <laughs> um, I have a very specific hobby that I love doing. Like it's just, it's like it's my favorite thing to do, and it like. And I, I feel like there's going to be a couple of people out there that are going to agree with me. It's like something that just it's restorative. It's like it fucking pulls me up. It's called sleep. Oh. Uh, oh, I sleep as much as humanly fucking oh, what's possible. That like? <laughs> I mean, like? if you have to be like mobilized to like <laughs> shoot videos at a moment's notice, like yeah, you're you're yeah, not sleeping yeah. during that entire. Process. For those of you listening, we are currently yeah. recording this podcast in my in my bed. <laughs> in your bed. We are in my bed that, that I have. Welcome taken to pain. bed. I know. Welcome to bed with um, Joe, Wendy, and Julie. Yeah. Sip I will say this friends. for as long as I've known you and we've known each other for a good long while now even though we're impossibly young. Oh my but god. It's so hard being 28, guys. It's That's so crazy. Hard. <laughs> but for as long as I've known you, you've been like a hard nap yep. advocate. Yes. In a Adv- big way. You've been an advocator, advocate. 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 Why can't I talk right Lover. now? Lover. Wow. An advocate you teach of children. Sleep. I teach children. <laughs> What's I have a word? no language yeah. right now because again, I was up to like 4 in the morning with these listening fools eating to pizza us and listening to nerd oh, shit. We ate so some good pizza sorry if my yeah. English is a little off right now. <laughs> PS thanks Postmates for sponsoring our okay. nerd out last yes. night. 
God, I love that we live in a world that will deliver us pizza at four in the morning. Oh, hard, I mean, in hard, Los yes. Angeles, yes. In, in LA, like, yeah. In, yeah. No, back home in Santa Fe, it's like, can we get pizza at this hour? Everything's I mean, you like, can take you a tortilla out of your fridge <laughs> like, and you put can some ask ketchup on Jesus. It. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, make me a pizza. Jesus, like, Jesus. girl, you got tortillas and ketchup. Jesus. Don't get there. Make a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, as we're oh, kind in terms of, of hobbies, yeah, we were talking hobbies. Hobbies. I so love sleep. sleep. I've always been a good napper. Um, Wendy and I, uh, we went to Arizona State together, and the Fine Arts Center at Arizona State used to have this ratty, fucking nasty brown couch oh, that was God, in that the, the atrium area. And when I got onto the ASU campus, I took possession. Like, if I, mean, I wasn't yeah. in class, it was like, where's Julie? Oh, she's probably asleep on that nasty-ass couch. On the couch. I was. There were several drool spots were, that were 100% mine. There were definitely spots on there yeah. that weren't drool, and I probably should. But I mean, <laughs> that, like, the the crux of students that, you, like, lived in that little atrium and, yeah. like, crashed on those couches regularly. You can... <laughs> You can send a check to the Sun Devils. Yeah, You'll be fine. You can. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 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 You can just pay them in Sun Devil dollars. Yes, it's okay. I could. Um, so, <laughs> okay. Um, Someone is triggered by the mention of Sun Devil dollars I right love now. It. I love dollars. it. Like fake money. Go somewhere in the cosmos. Someone put money on this like imaginary little like student ID yeah, card. Like, I love I it. I still have mine. So still do use I. It. Totally still use it. And I'm like, I know I don't look like this bitch anymore. But they're like, I mean, it doesn't have an expiration date. And I'm like, no, it doesn't because Arizona knows what's up. Yeah. So I'll I'm get a that student, student discount. ASU wants you to be a slacker and get that yeah, discount for your whole life. But that's why they give you a, a driver's license that lasts 100 years and a student ID that doesn't ever and a student ID that says you're a sun devil, damn it. Yeah, forever. Use it. In fact, I just, I TJ Maxxed the fuck out of myself the other day and I found a um a, a hoodie, a sun devil hoodie and I was like, you know what I don't God damn have? right you did. I don't have a sun devil hoodie. God damn right. Mm-hmm. You sure did. Yeah, now I represent. You make now those I devils look even proud. younger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 28, guys. <laughs> don't I look great for 28? It's crazy. Yes. I can't believe I've been out of college for oh like seven God. years. It's like crazy. Impossibly young. Like, I don't even know if I'm ready for 30. Like 30 is like oh so insane. God. I'll be like a le- like a legit adult. I think I'm gonna just like die. At I'm gonna die. Like I can't even imagine what's after that. What's after that? I'll ask someone, but none of my friends are that old. It's crazy. Okay, <laughs> here is my big Sorry. my big ending question. Yes, here. teacher Wendy. Okay, <laughs> thanks. I'm like, let's move it forward. Okay, so, progress, people. Progress and move it along. Get shit done. What is it? The arm of the arm bitches of get shit done. History. That's what it is. Yeah, that is. There or the go. arm of justice is long, but it bends ever towards. No, no. I'm the phrase sh- you I'm meant sh- to say is bitches get shit done. That is, okay, that's here's, true. That's here's exactly what we're what doing. Going for. Tell me. She was trying to quote Martin Luther King Jr. No, that's what I was trying to I'm do. I'm trying to quote like, Tina Fey. <laughs> I'm trying to quote Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. <laughs> bitches get shit oh, done. Talk about icons. Like, if we're talking about older icons and then, like, like the icons that are, like, more yeah. generation icons. The, I mean, no, I'm 28. They're yeah, older than the, us. Anyway. They're, they're 32. Tina Fey's about um, to be... She's 39 today, actually. Oh my God. Happy birthday. As of this this recording, happy birthday, Tina Fey. 35 has never looked so good. Okay. Um, Yeah. The, like their arc, their career, the the shit that they do. We were talking about this last night. The fact that like Tina Fey recognized in the writer's room of SNL that if she didn't have females in there, that guys just don't get chick jokes. Female jokes jokes wouldn't land. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, the, the content that came after that was some like, Golden, yeah, 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 yeah. Some of the best. I could talk about that for a minute. I'll come on to Julie Lopez part two. <laughs> yes, art time of the month. Julie Lopez part two. Okay, <laughs> Sorry. tell me this: um, if you were not an artist, if you were not in the Hollywood industry, mm-hmm. what career would you have? What would you be? Not counting a river guide. What? I was just going to say that. No, but you've already been that, though. You have it has to be something you, have you haven't done. Oh, it has to be something I haven't yeah, done. Yeah, like something that's like outside of the realm of like what you know and what you have already lived in. Like, what would you be if you weren't an artist? Well, okay. Okay. Let's, let's. This and don't become, say teacher. Don't say teacher. This well, has become our favorite question. Okay. This has become my favorite question. And I realize I have to tell everyone, don't say teacher. I wouldn't be a teacher because I don't have the fortitude that you have to don't. deal with children. Which is why I knew I didn't yeah. have to say it with you. No. I'm like, she would never want to no, be a teacher. I would teacher. never want to be a teacher. <laughs> there was one moment where I was on the river and I was doing, there are these day trips in Glen Canyon. And uh, we have like students that come on there for like class trips. And like we had a group of kids and they were straight up like clicked out. 
there was like the popular girls, the nerdy girls, the dudes, the jocks, the whatever. And there was just this one chick. Her name was Chelsea. I will never forget Chelsea because mm-hmm. I almost drowned Chelsea. Um, no. Well, Chelsea refused <laughs> to, and it's hot as fuck because it's Arizona in, yeah. in July or it, Arizona in, it was like August. They had just like gotten back into school and it was hot as fuck. She didn't have a hat on and she refused to put a hat on because she didn't want to get tan lines. She was Chelsea. She was from Scottsdale and she was maybe like, maybe they were eighth graders. And at one point I'm looking at her and she's got like bright red eyes. She's totally dehydrated. I'm like, you need to drink water. You need to do this. Mm. You need that. And the chaperone was just kind of like being run ragged by these kids. And finally I stand up and it's flat water. And I know I'm probably like Chelsea probably remembers. So she's probably going to sue me for like post-traumatic stress. But I got up and pushed Chelsea in the river because the river is cold. She was hot and she was being a bitch to all the other students (laughs) because she had, she was getting heat stroke. And so I pushed her in, pulled her out by her life jacket. And I was like, you good? And she was like, I can't. 20 minutes later she, she was, was dry fine. as a bone yeah. fine and having a great time yeah and like i, I was like that so well, reasons why julie reasons will not, why julie be, a will not be a teacher like Got i handled it. those kids like a boss and they had a great time and we were having yeah. fun i was cool julie but i was like there's gonna be a point where i'm not cool julie and i could never be a teacher i might drown a kid yeah so not a teacher that's not what i would be no. and I, apparently i can't be a river guide because i might kill people <laughs> um <laughs> So I think I would be, I do, you know, I do something with fucking science. I would do a hardcore little Julie was like, I want to be an archaeologist because fucking Indiana Jones lived that life. But Hell to yeah. be fair, archaeologists don't do what Indiana dinosaur Jones does. Dinosaur bones and stuff. Dinosaur bones and stuff. But like he was looking for like old relics and then he was also like swinging from his whip. Um, yeah. So I, I think I would do something in the science world. My little brother's like, essentially a climate scientist and it's so impressive because he's like the the shit that he talks about and you know he's my dumb baby brother but he's like definitely he is not dumb dumb at all but i'm like this is my dumb manny i see you yeah i see you oh and like welcome uh, but like like i look at my family and i'm very very much inspired by everything that they do my older brother is a dad and like like you know like run in that world my younger brother's a climate scientist my parents are like adventurous so I'd probably live somewhere in the adventure space mm. of science. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be an astronaut. You would be a hydrologist. You could be... Like, I could talk about like... Water. Water. Exactly. Or I would be a geologist and talk about like, oh, no, I would be a total fucking geologist because here's the thing. There was this geology team that was on a river trip of ours one time and we were up in this canyon and they're just kind of looking up at the walls and they're looking up at the at the floor and it's this little side canyon, slot canyon called Black Canyon and they were like... Okay, I think we know what happened here. And they sit us down. They literally are like, there used to be these cliffs that looked like the white cliffs of Dover. And there was an inland what? sea that was like right here. And at one point, like the the waves probably hit up against this sidewall so hard that a big old chunk of quartzite fell and shattered on the on the floor of the of the of the a beach. And then all of a sudden, and by all of a sudden, I mean millions and millions of years went by. And now we've got this side canyon that carves in through that layer of rock. And they're like, that's what happened. And my brain blew all over the fucking wall of Black Canyon. It was magic. And so I was like, you can tell That's cool. all of that. And granted, I mean, they could have been they, they could have been bullshitting, mm-hmm. which they I am also very good at They could have been really doing. high. They could have been high? so high. But also, isn't they that They could have been on drugs. And that would have been awesome. Life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd they be an like, astronaut yeah. or a geologist. We can tell stories in many, in many, yes. in many professions. Many facets and layers. I'm going to tell you your history. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to look at your walls and tell you your story. Yeah. Either that or I'd like, I feel look like at I've a had telescope. a boy tell me that he could do that for me. Look at <laughs> 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 My sugar <laughs> walls. Okay. And, on that, and on that note, on that note, <laughs> this has been our tell us how month. we can keep up with you and how we can follow your projects and your stories and, uh, and how do we... I'm on social media. Um, I'm on the socials. You can catch me on my socials. Uh, Subscribe to my channel. Subscribe to my channel. (laughs) Click like and subscribe. Um, Don't even joke about that. You don't do that. um, I've got uh, I've got an Instagram and I got a Twitter and I I'm really thinking about getting off of Facebook because I'm like listen. There's a lot of my shit that's out there and there's people who are like hey I found your Facebook and blah 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 and I'm like I don't I don't know you Travis. Yeah. Get off my shit. So, uh, but Instagram, you can, you know all about my life on Instagram. So I'm at, your handle? at Julie Julie Lopez because narcissism is key in my life. Julie Julie Lopez. Not Juliet. Not Juliet. Julie Julie Lopez. J-U-L-I-E. J-U-L-I-E. L-O-P-E-Z. No relation to Jennifer. None. 
No relation to Jennifer. Not a one. <laughs> or Mario or George or Lisa left None eye. of the Lopez's. <laughs> no. They're Julia's not all of the her same own family. Lopez family. family. Yeah. That's Spain right. conquered many people. And <laughs> is it the same handle on Twitter? Same handle on Twitter. Cool. Julie Julie Lopez. All right. Um, yeah, look where we're, we're gonna keep up there. with your projects and shit. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Get on Instagram and you'll see like a couple of the cool things that I've done like for several magazines. I don't know why that came out so slow. <laughs> do you do, do you stop have working. a Vimeo? Do you do like, uh, do you post on like, uh, you, do you have a YouTube, do you actually have a YouTube channel? I have a YouTube channel, but it like, it re- literally just has like an old reel of mine on it. And okay. then, um, uh, uh, my, um, my friend Bridget and I, we created a web series called the Tinder games. Mm-hmm. So if you want to see me acting and, uh, being funny and looking good, um, it's called, it's the Tinder games and there's like, there's a couple of things that are out there, but more to come in the future, but mostly I'm on Twitter and Instagram. It's awesome. Awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. And then, yeah. Watch her story, go on Twitter, go on Instagram, uh, check out Tinder games, check out it follows too slowly, which was a short that we did. That was funny. That just has the, it follows like monster slash ghost slash hump monster chasing me around a car. <laughs> oh God. Good times. Good, yeah. Oh also, gosh. one one final note, your art's going to suck until it doesn't. So yeah. remember that. That's a great note to, <laughs> to, to, end, to end on. on. Like, that like art really does, it sucks. I feel like we have to create bad shit to know what the good shit looks like. Yeah, too. Picasso yeah. wasn't Picasso when he was 17. He was just a graffiti artist. Yeah. Like that was it. <laughs> I don't even know if he did graffiti. Your art is going to suck until it doesn't. Yeah, your art's going to suck until it doesn't. So don't be surprised that what you come up with isn't award-winning right off the bat. And if it is, fuck off. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> if it is then you have a service <laughs> in your then, mouth then, right. you're not our people you're not yeah. our people you <laughs> you're live not on that people. other space <laughs> yeah like. oh, it, you, oh life's not a struggle for you go fuck yourself yeah <laughs> Do you, it's like, do you want art from people who don't struggle? Like, no. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I want to know that exactly. it took you. I want to know your story. <laughs> I want to know what you overcame to create that. Yeah. The, and, yeah. Like, I, I appreciate that people get lucky early on, but then when they're like, yeah, it was just so crazy because I was just sitting there and somebody was like, you're so beautiful. You should be in movies. And I now, well, and I'm like, someone discovered me sitting on my front step. It's like, who, no. Yeah. No, no. they didn't. No. And you know what? Good for you, Naomi Campbell. I think that was her story. That somebody, wasn't that like a Justin Bieber thing, too? <laughs> Something and the, like that. It was like, like Usher yeah. saw me do a video and yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, um, these people are not us. How, yeah. However, we're getting there. These people are not our us. time of the month is concerned with working artists. Yes. <laughs> the work, the struggle. We are about the work and we the want struggle. That story. Yeah. I want your art to look like you bled for years. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I want to know that you have lived with twelve dollars in your paycheck. Yes, that's what yeah, I want. Like and then I want to know that you've had a month with negative one hundred dollars in your paycheck <laughs> in your checkbook. Living and off. Only your art, your hopes and dreams, yeah. that your, your broken promises that you're snorting, right? <laughs> but honestly, yeah. like, like if broken, you can survive that promises. and then still have a hunger for yeah. this industry and still yeah. want you to can, create You can stuff, also yeah. be literally hungry. Then like. I feel like you deserve this yeah, career. That's what I want. And you deserve like, the title of an artist. More than anything. Yeah. That is the piece of advice that I, like, you are going to fail. And if, if you're not, that's fine. That's great. And you're going to survive some but shit. But you're going to fail. Yeah. And if you come out of it on the other side and you're like, I still want to go back in then this is the industry for you. Yeah. But it's yeah. and it's okay mm-hmm. to fail and be like, you know what? This is a bullshit and I don't <laughs> it's want okay it. It's okay to be like I need a break. Yeah. Because <laughs> but yeah. if it's still calling you, if it's still yeah. calling if you're you, on the river and you're not fulfilled. And you're not fulfilled. <laughs> yeah. Because the river, let me tell you guys, that job was bomb. I was hanging out with my best friends, <laughs> meeting people from all over the world in one of the most beautiful places in, in the entire planet. And I was like, this is the best job ever. I really want to go struggle and try to make movies. <laughs> oh fuck. Okay. I really want to get I really want to get a film made. Yeah, I really want to get a film made. <laughs> and I, awesome. I want my I want my hopes crushed and dead. I want my hair dyed and Oscar Isaac to look at me. <laughs> I, I, I want to play his ex-girlfriend and then be completely cut out of a film mm-hmm. that launched everyone's career. <laughs> and that's fine. And that's it. Well, Julie, Julie Lopez, <laughs> we love you so much. I love you guys back. Thanks Thank for having so me. Thank you so much for doing this. This was a treat. Sevens of listeners, tune Truly into Julie, Julie Lopez, follow all her shit because <laughs> she is doing some shit up in Hollywood. Yeah. I'm doing something. You're doing a lot. Yeah. And we're proud of you. Thank you. Yay. Thank you. Listen, Enjoy your time of the month. Bye. Bye. Bye.